Welcome to the ICS Beyond Cancer podcast. This podcast is raw cancer and nutrition facts. By listening to this podcast, you will get real information about cancer, nutrition, and what we are doing to help you live a cancer-free future. We will provide you with information to help you prevent cancer, tips and tricks to better your health, and we will share some cancer and nutrition stories with you. The ICS Beyond Cancer podcast is not medical advice or treatment. Always double check anything you hear on this podcast with your regular medical provider. Hi everyone, it's Dr. Jager back again for another podcast on how to boost your immunity. This time we're going to talk about stress and sleep and exercise and all of the effects on our immune system. Something you might not think about that stress could affect our immune system, but it definitely does. We all are feeling more stressed these days, especially with the COVID virus being present. Financial worries, health concerns, family obligations, changing work expectations can all be a source of stress in our lives. Stress can also be from something physical like an infection, an injury, or just even intense physical exertion can be a stressor on our body. We can experience stress as a single event or else it could be more of a chronic event. The initial reaction to a stressful begins in the brain with the autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system works without conscious thought. That's why we call it autonomic as in automatic. The autonomic nervous system is divided into two parts which compete against each other. The first is the sympathetic nervous system, which is activated by stress. It is our fright or flight nervous system. In contrast, there is a parasympathetic, which is more associated with rest, digest, and heal. Regardless of the stress stimulus, in stress, we feel whether we feel life-threatened or not, the autonomic nervous system reacts in the same way. The brain immediately releases from the adrenal gland epinephrine, also called adrenaline. This epinephrine affects our heart rate. It causes it to beat faster. It also causes us to breathe more rapidly. Our blood pressure increases so that more blood flow goes to our vital organs and our muscles. It shunts away the blood from the digestive tract. Epinephrine also mobilizes blood sugar, releasing increased amounts of sugar in our bloodstream, as well as stored fats. This is important if we're going to need to run away from an enemy. The body is protecting us by providing us a quick energy store. As stress continues, the brain triggers the adrenal gland to also release a longer-acting hormone called cortisol. This keeps the body on high alert and primed and ready to react quickly. As the threat disappears, then the parasympathetic nervous system kicks in, allowing cortisol levels to decrease and calming the response. Cortisol actually decreases our ability to fight infection. It decreases the amount of cytokines that are released. Unfortunately, our body doesn't know the difference from being attacked or just simply sitting in traffic while trying to commute. Our brains only know that these events feel like threats. Day-to-day, low-level, chronic stress leads to the same activation of that sympathetic nervous system. However, with chronic stress, the parasympathetic break is less likely to activate because the body feels constantly threatened. 
Over time, high levels of epinephrine and cortisol begin to have a negative effect on our body, and specifically our immune system. Stress and chronic stress have different effects. If we think of short-term stress, which means acting only for minutes to hours, like when you cut your finger chopping vegetables, your body immediately responds to this event by activating the immune system to aid in healing and prevent infection. On the other hand, chronic stress actually inhibits the immune response, leading to increased susceptibility to infection over time. Inflammation is another function of the immune system that is affected by stress. Both short-term and chronic stress can lead to increased inflammation. As we have talked before, some inflammation is needed in our body, but chronic inflammation or excessive inflammation is when we have the basis for many of the diseases, such as heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and even the cytokine storms that occur with the COVID virus. We want to try to keep inflammation in the right balance. And part of doing that is managing our stress. Let's think about some ways in which we can reduce our stress. The first way is just to acknowledge what is good. Gratitude is a simple practice of acknowledging what is good in your life. It can be giving thanks to yourself, to others, or to a higher power. Just simply taking a few minutes to say thanks and acknowledge the good can lift your spirits, increase your feeling of happiness, and strengthen your sense of well-being. I try to do this before I get out of bed in the morning. I try to focus on what is it that I have to be thankful for. Sometimes it is hard to come up with things to be thankful for when things aren't going our way. But I think we can all find one or two things in our lives that we're thankful for. Keeping a gratitude journal is a great way to help reduce stress. Deep breathing is another useful technique to activate that parasympathetic nervous system. Remember, that's the break to your stress response. Just taking slow, deep breaths into your abdomen stimulates the vagus nerve, which is a part of that parasympathetic nervous system. Focus on taking a deep breath into your belly, hold it for a few seconds, and then release the breath over a few seconds. The simple act of taking some nice deep breaths can make all the difference in a stressful day. Of course, stress can turn up our appetite and lead us to craving convenience foods that are bad for us. So again, any way that we can curb that urge to eat those comfort foods is important. Eating fresh fruits and vegetables are especially important during times of stress. Remember to shop that outer edge of the grocery store first, purchasing mainly fresh whole foods. Finally, you consider taking a supplement. A B-complex is a very good supplement to help with the stress response. There are also a variety of supplements that are used for the stress response, including GABA and roseola. These can have a calming effect on our nervous systems. If you have more interest in learning more about adaptogens that can help you with stress, feel free to contact our office for more information. If you're wondering how well your body is handling stress these days, there are a couple of different things you can do. 
Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There is a salivary test which can measure your cortisol and DHEA levels. These tests are not paid for by insurance, but are available at our office if you have an interest in them. In addition, there is a product called HeartMath that actually measures heart rate variability. The lack of heart rate variability is a marker of stress. You can buy this device through HeartMath, which is a simple monitor to your heart rate. It clips onto your ear. And then they have training manuals where you can use a biofeedback technique to get your heart rate variability in check. Not only does it uh, reduce stress, it helps you find balance and builds resilience. One of the best ways to reduce stress is exercise. Staying home doesn't mean forgetting your exercise routine. It may be more difficult if you're used to going to a gym, but take advantage of some of those online classes. Don't allow yourself to be more sedentary just because you're home. It's a great time also if you are sedentary to start an exercise program. Research has shown that a single bout of physical activity can stimulate your immune system and regular exercise is even more robust in affecting immunity. Moderate regular physical activity helps the immune function, raising the level of the white blood cells that fight infections, increasing antibodies, and increasing circulation. Physical activity provides movement to the body with increased oxygenation, circulating blood, nutrients, and also getting rid of waste. These are all essential for the immune function. Exercise increases the lymphatic vessel's blood flow, which means there is increased circulation to lymph nodes. Remember those Army Command Centers we talked about in the second podcast? Keeping active reduces stress hormones and stimulates your own endorphins. Endorphins are our nature-made painkillers. So make some time for working out, whether it needs to be indoors or just going outside to take a walk. Getting out in the natural sunlight can help regulate your circadian rhythm and help promote a good night's rest, especially if you get out early in the morning. Mild to moderate exercise for 30 to 45 minutes a day helps boost your immune system. Whenever we start an exercise program, we want to start slow and we want to listen to our bodies. And even a seven-minute workout can be effective. If you are avidly overtraining or exercising so that you feel just exhausted, then you can actually put a stress on your body by exercising. So please try to find balance. During these days of isolation with COVID, it may be harder to get into exercise. Maybe you can't see your exercise buddy or go to your favorite exercise class. There still are many options for exercise classes online. I like YouTube videos for a lot of free resources of exercise classes. I especially like yoga online. 
I do this even before COVID. Yoga, I feel, is one of the best exercises. It increases our core strength, that belly part, and helps us if we're having difficulties with back pain. It also helps with increased flexibility and balance. I also like yoga because it evokes that parasympathetic nervous system because with the move, if we are doing it right, we are taking some nice deep breaths. Lastly, let's talk about how important sleep is. Sleep is restorative and it has a major influence on our immune system as well as inflammation. Getting good quality and sufficient quality of sleep is important. Sleep is when the body restores, maintains its immunity, and heals. Without adequate sleep, optimal immune function is not possible. A good goal is to aim for seven to eight hours of continuous sleep. Many of us find it hard to go to sleep, and some of us have trouble staying asleep. Turning off our devices for at least an hour before bedtime and maybe reading a book instead is one of the best ways to get a good night's sleep. Listening to relaxing music or taking a warm bath are other good ways to wind down to help you relax. Melatonin and its metabolites are known to be immune modulators and antioxidants properties that help take up free radicals and regulates the antioxidant pathway in our bodies. Melatonin is naturally released at night, but can be suppressed by the lights we use at night, especially those lights from TVs and computers. By turning off our devices at least an hour before bedtime, this allows the body enough time to make melatonin so that you will sleep well. Melatonin is also available as a supplement. The dose of 1 to 2 milligrams at night is usually sufficient. Exposure to sunlight early in the morning also helps reset the melatonin secretion at night. So get out and get some sunshine right away. Other things that you could do to manage your stress and your sleep are meditations. Meditation can be very helpful in lowering our cortisol and is often helpful in getting us in a peaceful state of mind. Another thing that could be helpful is starting a garden. If you live in an area with lawn or land accessible, grow some of your own food. Just being in the dirt is good for you. Most importantly, remember you are not alone. We are all facing similar challenges right now, and we will get through them together. I am confident our community will emerge from this predicament stronger than ever. Until then, know that the team at Iowa Cancer Specialists are here to support you on your journey to wellness. Be safe and be well. If you would like to learn more about ways to boost your immune system, Call Iowa Cancer Specialist today to book an appointment with Dr. Jager at 563-345-HEAL. That's 563-345-4325. She is eager to get to know you and teach you ways to become healthy, stay healthy, and live an overall vibrant lifestyle. Remember the ICS Beyond Cancer Podcast is not medical advice or treatment. Always double check anything you hear on this podcast with your regular medical provider. If you want to learn more about ICS, head over to our website at www.iacancer.com. That's www.iacancer.com.
iowacancerspecialist.com. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash iowacancerspecialist to see all our free events we hold, such as our free lunch and learn sessions about nutrition, our weight management clinics, and many more. You can also read our blog at upyourscancer.com. We are going to have some more exciting episodes, so be sure to subscribe.